this time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode 36. Sing with the brains. I'm singing with the brains. Tap dancing. Welcome to No, Not the Mind, Bro. This is peppy, exciting. Get <laughs> just, people into it. Yep. Just resigned <laughs> to, to its, its fate. It's coming again, folks. A podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant. I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan, so stick that in your craw. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching it for uh, 36 years. How about you, Porter? <clears throat> Well, my name's Porter Mason, on the other hand, and John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. I finally said yes. I I, that, I keep mentioning I finally said yes as though that's the big event, but that happened months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, you actually did... approached me about this, but anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> well, right. I answered <laughs> the question, story. yes, years ah, after. Right. Yeah, you had long given up the fight. Yeah, it was, it was, but an, it was internal, an outstanding question. Yeah, it was an it, internal battle for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and you know, by the way, folks, uh, yeah. while, we're, while we're counting up the years, uh, in a couple months, Porter and I will have met 25 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. right? Right? Yeah. Because right. it's our 25th high school anniversary or whatever the hell you call it. Uh, yeah, that's not it. It's not your high school anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that thing. It's been 25 years since I graduated from high school. Wait, wait, go. but if that's true, <laughs> then this is completely wrong because we're saying 26 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hold on. All right. Probers, uh, Paul, How let me speak directly to Paul on this one. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go back to the lab on this one and, and really sort this through. And wow. I promise you, this is my promise. That's right. By the next episode, yeah. we will have determined the exact right yeah. count of years. Do we have um, some researchers on this, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get a crack yeah. team, yeah. a savvy squad of motivated stat- statisticians. <laughs> I, think, I think it was right. I think we just ticked it. We ticked it over at the new year and we just uh-huh. did it. Like it was 25 years. Right. Right. Uh, back when we started. Yeah, well, no, that would have no, been wrong. Still wrong. Yeah. But no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so each episode of No, yeah, Not the Mind yeah. Probe, NNTMP, mm-hmm. as uh, kids some say. of the kids, not, you know, kids don't actually listen to it. No. So I should say that <laughs> adolescents really more, teenagers call it NTMP. Yeah, yeah. uh, we adult. go through the new series of Doctor Who in order. And then John, our curator of Doctor Who, our sommelier, pairs that new story mm. with a classic story. John. What the hell are we watching this episode? I, I do pair them. Uh, so this episode, we get to the third in the uh, in the David Tennant, Doctor Donna, or uh, Donna Noble season, uh, season four, with uh, Planet of the Ood. So we finally get to see where the Ood comes from. People clamoring for that, nice. uh, and uh, we've paired that. Um, so there's uh, the link again. This would be one of the more tenuous links, um, but uh, we've paired that with another story featuring a giant brain, uh, and that's pretty much the only commonality. <laughs> but uh, we have uh, the Seventh Doctor <laughs> premiere story, Seventh Doctor and Mel in Time and the Ronnie. All right, John. I can't tell what's right and wrong anymore, John, but mm. it's better that way. Mm. Let's get to the recaps. Let's get there. All right. First. Planet of the Ood. I we mentioned this is uh, season four, episode three. We have uh, Donna and and the tenth Doctor, David Tennant. Yep, um, okay. Still rem- I have a little mnemonic to remember which Doctor is which, which is say, okay, it's the tenth Doctor, and um, humans in the grand scheme of things are really like ants. Ten ants, ten ant, oh. David Tennant, Tennant, oh, David Tennant. And that's how I get. Very clever. Every single yeah. time I say David Tennant, that's what that's <laughs> that the process you, yeah, I go yeah, through. Yeah. That's why there's a long pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was one episode. It aired the 19th of April in 2008, and we have a little quip, which I'm going to play for you now. Classic. So the company cuts off their brains and they stitch on the translator like a lobotomy. I spent all that time looking for you, Doctor. Because I thought it'd be so wonderful out of it. I want to go home. They're with you, sir. What are you going to do then? Arrest me! Lock me up, throw me in a cage. Well, you're too late. Ha! 
Why don't you just come out and say it? Photo activists. If that's what friends of the Ood are trying to prove, then yes. The Ood were nothing without us, just animals roaming around on the ice. That's because you can't hear them. They welcomed it. It's not as if they put up a fight. You idiot. They're born with their brains in their hands. Don't you see? That makes them peaceful. They've got to be, because a creature like that would have to trust anyone it meets. Oh, nice one. Thank you. It's a little dramatic. It's a darker moment. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, again, we return to this uh, race of uh, race of the species that that is being horribly treated. We're like, <laughs> how about another round of that? <laughs> yeah. Let's get their mood back. With their little, their little squiggly faces in there. They're, they're really the first aside next to, I guess. No, I think they came before the angel. So, yeah, they're sort of the first new alien, really, of the of the new series. Dude? Uh well the Slovenians sort of did, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Alright, um, so that was wrong. So <laughs> incorrect. I that's we'll another one I win. Out. I think I've won two of those. So I think I'm up to two now mm. where I've uh I've bested you on on who knowledge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what do I get? <laughs> <laughs> we should get something. Another episode. Oh, mm. well, whoa, Just wow. keep coming. That's yep. its own gift. Yep. That's right. Wow. Oh, makes me think. When the, Get the when keeps the, on giving, Clark. <laughs> when there was only one set of footprints, that was no, not the mind probe carrying me. Yeah. 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 And that's when I actually had to stop uh, and and you had to get Camtasia to work. And yeah. That's, right. It was just my footprints for yeah, a while. Because we use Camtasia on this podcast, folks. That's right. We're a Camtasia podcast. Guys, in this episode, there mm-hmm. was a plot. Let me yeah. tell you about it. it the Tenth Doctor yeah. and Donna. We're stalling because the plot can be summed up pretty quickly. Actually. Yeah. yeah. They land on the Ood planet. Uh, well, they land on a planet where Oons are being, once again, I, I would say this is basically similar to our past themes. What do we do in Doctor Who? We're either routing power or mm-hmm. mining. They're yep. essentially mining Ood. Man, man, uh, they're yeah. they're growing Ood mm-hmm. uh, and, and trying to, to sell them. Uh, some people have been killed, and so the doctor. Uh, they find out that the the victims are being electrocuted by the Ood's translation spheres, and I like how the humans. This is a classic kind of a bad horror movie thing. It was like we can't understand what's happening. Like they just refuse to believe <laughs> that the Ood are malfunctioning and doing this. And then later, you see once once it even is presented to them, like clearly this is what's happening. The Ood are killing people. The people in charge. Basically, there's that there's that quote that says it's hard for you to see uh, something's wrong when like your entire livelihood depends on you seeing yeah. that yeah. it's everything's going fine. Yeah. Someone is killing people. The only other people here are the Ood. It could it's be literally happening with their <laughs> technology, not their technology, but yeah, the, that's, the that's a little that translation thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the Oods have some red eye. They got some pink eye, and then we all know yeah. that's tough yeah, and that's irritating. Well, we apparent, know that. you, that's one of your greatest fears as a parent, I would imagine. Yes, yes. Is that that's pretty much your top fear as a parent? You're like, yeah, pink eye. That's and basically it. This it. Is it. Yeah. <laughs> then, then maybe down the line, like amber alerts and stuff yeah, like that. But yeah, pink eyes, <laughs> serial killing. <laughs> um, so Donna is very attached to the Ood. Uh, she is, she becomes kind of the, as we heard in the clip, she becomes kind of the, the voice of, of them, not just to sort of solve the issue and kind of f- forget the problem, but, but she's, she's a very like, let's free the Ood, uh, uh, folks. And they find out when they look more into the Ood, I guess the doctor already knew this, but maybe Don is being presented with this is that the sphere that they're holding actually is initially a brain that is essentially being removed a piece yeah. of their brain, not all their brain. It's like um, a sub brain thing. Or yeah. Something. And so yeah. she says they're being essentially lobotomized to become the slave race. So instead of people all thinking of them as like, oh, no, they're just they just want to be enslaved. It's like, yeah, they want to be enslaved when their brains are removed. <laughs> Once you've lobotomized them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they the 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 pink eye spreads, which look, that'll happen. Yep. I mean, you know, that's yep. going to happen yep. when they're in close you gotta quarters. You got to isolate. You got to isolate. Those who are all together in daycare, you know, and yeah. that just happens. Just like uh, rubbing eyes against, I guess you rub eyes together. Is that how it works? That's how pink eyes spread. You just rub yes, your eye on another yes. person's eye, or yeah. you rub yeah. a well, butt in an do eye. That. that also yeah. would happen. Would, yeah. would spread it. Uh, we figure out, and here's our link. We end up getting to see a great, huge brain, um, which brain. they're trying to mine their consciousness into a brain. Is this something with that? Did, or the so brain no, is... the, the brain. If I understand correctly, and I don't. But if I did, <laughs> the brain, I think, is the sort of c- 
connecting force, right? So all the Ood are psychically connected with each other. And as they talk about the song and all that, and then I think the brain is sort of, it, it, normally the brain would help to connect them better and unite them or whatever. But the brain is, they've got it surrounded by those things that are preventing it from, uh, you know, preventing but they it from need it to reproduce. So they leave it there. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I guess there must be some purpose to it. I yeah. mean, it's it's people keep falling into it, which can't be good. Like <laughs> which, several yeah, that, people right. fall into it and just get absorbed. You think that would just be sort of gross, but no, yeah. you are just murdered when you fall into this brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it should be like you. It, it should realistically, if you're going to fall into a giant brain, right? Yeah. It should be like uh, you know, like if you fall into like one of those bouncy houses, yeah, and then you got to like crawl out of it or whatever, and it's it, squishing all around you. That's it's what a bouncy house that like. probably has like ooze and and fluid all over it but no but no bouncy houses do have i feel like with children (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong i feel like it's pretty close you're not wrong (laughs) well so and that does happen and so as we get in there one of the the humans who are running this operation we actually find out that he is an undercover Mm -hmm. uh activist friend Mm -hmm. of the ooze and he's he's infiltrated the company to the point that this is like marvel level stuff of like he's infiltrated to the point that he's essentially running like yeah. He had to go pretty deep cover there and has been enslaving Ood for years. Right, right. Um, but this was the moment that he was all. But then it's totally ineffectual. Then he's Here. like, ah, uh, now I could sabotage it all. And they're like, oh, I'm yes. going to push you into the brain. He, he, like, oh. to, he didn't oh. plan for a push. <laughs> that, was, that was just beyond his. Yeah, could you uh, just blown this up on your own? Like, on his, like, why did you have to wait for the boss to even show? Can you have done it on like, this day off? Like, I, I don't I know. Yeah, it's very strange. People, well, you know like, what? Kids say don't know how to sabotage things. He wanted to stand up and like proselytize a little. Yeah. And anyway, okay, so uh, That's your woke culture right there. That's we woke culture. We find out that um, he the ood. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, Doctor. Uh, the yes, yes, the ood servant has been yeah, yeah. slowly turning him into an ood. Has yeah, been turning the big, turned the, the big yeah. bad guy yeah. into an ood. And uh, there's a great quote here that I want to read to you. Ah, yeah. Um, it's Donna. They Turned him into an ood. Doctor. Yep. Donna. He's an ood. Doctor. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I enjoyed that. Wit. Wit. <laughs> so much wit. Wit, wit, wit. So, yes. And uh, he turns into an ood. We also get a nice moment where we actually see some of the ood who still have their brains preserved. And we see them kind of in their more natural state. They're, they are very peaceful, but um, not necessarily a slave race. And they, I think it's supposed to be presented as like, and they sing the most beautiful song. But it's yeah. just sort of a weird chant um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're making. We're only hearing a part of it. Anyway, the doctor finds out what's going on, He and he just solves it all. So then yeah. it's done, and then it's all solved. <laughs> yeah. John, what did I miss here? Yeah, um, it's not a complicated plot. Um, so this was, uh, there's some talk that this was partly done to redress an issue with the, so the Ood first appeared in this, the possible planet, the Satan Pit. Um, and it was commented not, not on when great, that came out. Not a great set of episodes there either. Well, but yeah, but, but, but we, I mean, again, rerouting power. So now you have the other side of it. <laughs> yes. Um, and mining, actually. So, yeah. But um, uh, it was I'm just saying it was num- on... it's currently ranked number 58 uh, yeah. on okay. our list yeah, well, of that's, 70 that's episodes. That's damning with the mine probe rankings. Um, no, it's, uh, um, uh, it was sort of seen as redressing an issue which people said is like, shouldn't the doctor have been more upset about the oot? Shouldn't he have been kind of like, hey, these people are slaves. I'm generally against that sort of thing. Uh, Before and he left, he was like, yeah. hey, I'm <laughs> leaving, but I do not approve, yeah. and I yeah. don't like it. I'll be sending an email to someone, and there will be consequences. Um, so, yeah, so it was a little bit of like, well, maybe we should have the doctor sort of address the oud, the oud in the room. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, this was sort of that approach. Um, this is, I think, one of the first uh, alien worlds we've ever we've been on in the new series. I can't so the impossible planet was they it was like a moon in the black hole sort of thing. So he was on that, but it didn't really meet anybody. You mean in the entire new Doctor Who? Yeah. Think of uh, what aliens have crazy. Been to. We've been on Earth almost the entire time, right? Wow. I mean yeah. we went to um the edge of the universe, but they never really named what it was. Remember when they, oh, they were true. with Utopia, the humans? Yeah. yeah but they never true. said where they were. But and they were still, still Earth people there. Yeah. They were still surrounded by humans. Yeah, yeah. And they also were driving like 20th century trucks and, and <laughs> yes, barbed and, and chain link fences. Also, um, I believe it was actually filmed in Earth. Yeah. So, yeah. Still yeah. filmed on it. Right. If you're not going to go on location, what's the point? Yeah. Right. Um, 
uh yeah um so uh uh was that um there's a so the big boss uh, is played did you recognize him he he's in a show that you've watched before no tim mcinerney from black adder <clears throat> that's the um, oh. uh, he plays the uh he's the idiot uh guy in um in the second season right he's the he's the baldrick this baldrick is the Baldrick, but then uh, he's the other guy, the one that's sort of uh, the foppish little prince guy or whatever. Uh, and then he, he makes appearances in the other. Oh no, he also plays Darling. I think he's Captain Darling in um, uh, in the uh, Black Eye Goes Forth, right? Uh, that's right. Um, so yes, uh, that's him. Uh, obviously, much older. Doesn't look like him. Um, and then I don't know how much you watch, uh, how how deep your British uh, sitcom knowledge goes, but if you've ever seen the show Chef with Lenny Henry, I have not, uh, his assistant Everton is the guy who uh, is the bad security guy, right? Who's tr- does a little claw game with the doctor. Uh, that's him. That's Everton from that show. But yes, Tim McInerney. Uh, yeah, now I'm looking though. at him. I did not recognize him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, well, it's been a while, you know, and, and if not, if you're not standing next to Rowan Atkinson, your perspective is right. Everybody gets that. Um, I yeah, it's a very simple plot. There's just not much else. <laughs> I have like a half a page of notes on it, and I it's just I like um I do like the um uh, I love the bit of misdirection with the uh, press woman, right? So there's the they meet the sort of public relations woman, and they kind of set it up as like, oh, she's gonna be the sympathetic one, and she's gonna be like, oh yeah, I care about the dude, and yeah, you've convinced me or whatever. And they have that moment where the doctor kind of talks to her. And it seems like, oh, she's going to help them. And then she doesn't, right? She calls her security and they come over. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little twist on sort of that usual scene. And then she's killed almost right away. Uh, <laughs> she, she cuffs, she pays the price for her, for her betrayal. Um, so I thought that was kind of clever. But yeah, it's it's not a complex plot. It's a great Donna. It's another great Donna story, right? So we're now three in a row. She's really, you know, again, driving sort of the doctor's sympathy to these things. She's standing up to the to the bad guys. Um, she's very, yeah, she's just very engaged and active. And, and again, she's showing what a great uh, companion she is well yeah and i that's why i feel like um we were right before recording discussing how we're going to rank these which you won't find out viewers listeners whoever you are for another <laughs> 15 doing. minutes but um if you're viewing this, ha- if you're just staring at your phone waiting for pictures <laughs> don't you, you just do something else you got you got we're just audio folks but anyway that's right um they uh there's i find some of their episodes hard to rank because they just have this very high floor i just enjoy watching them yeah. and so sometimes i can't even tell if the episode is that bad i mean the really good ones you know they they stand out but when they're just sort of middle of the road or 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 bad i guess like the, I, they're so good uh um uh, Catherine tate and david Tennant are so good that they're just kind of enjoyable so yeah. I, I i don't ever this is why you know, people should i mean Never try to excel because, I mean, this is what happens. I mean, you know, it's like if you do something really well, then everybody wants you to constantly do something really well. And then, you know, then they're like, oh, well, you didn't do it really well this time. You're like, well, I'm tired. Or I mean, we're caught in that right now. Yeah, right. Exactly. People are like, is this going to be as good as another episode that was good? What was a good one? Have we done a good one? (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. The last 35. Look, that's what I'm saying. We keep uh, another problem is like we keep raising the bar a little higher and then we just vault right over it each time. Yeah. At some point, you know, we're gonna we're gonna fly too close to the sun. But no, it's true. the intensity level is too. I mean, like literally, I am just gripping my microphone right now <laughs> and just shaking because of the intensity <laughs> to keep up this this energy. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's move on to our classic episode. Yeah, um, I feel like which, we gave that one all the time it really needed. And and this and now this episode too. I mean, if you love Doctor Who and I do, yeah, um, this episode is really it's Gonna great. Like, this is where I want to really dive in. <laughs> um, this is of course time and the Ronnie. Uh, season 24 again any season past the 20s always great mm-hmm. always really good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh, that's what i've seen so far is <laughs> um after two decades of doctor who usually that's where they hit their stride and really like, right get that's there. when they really got it they were like okay we know what this is gonna be now this is the first uh appearance of sylvester mccoy and he is um you know getting used to things <laughs> um <laughs> He, uh, this is, uh, it's a four episode story. It's actually, uh, the 144th Dr. Yeah. Who story. Yeah. It Obviously aired... a big one, you know, square, 12 squared. So that's, yeah, yeah. it's I always mean, a big yeah. one. That's when people a lot know, of like, heads okay, were really real. interested yeah. in that. It's a good one. Uh, a, the, the gross, it's a gross yeah, exactly. story. Um, the <laughs> is. 7th that is true. through the 28th of September in 1987, 
Uh, what else can I tell you? Mel, Mel's, Mel's our Mel, companion Mel's here. And uh, we have a little clip, which you have to listen to because we're yeah. going to play it. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> I knew you won't finish Ronnie. That old Mel is much. She told me. No, Mel. I am Mel. Who's the Ronnie? Try looking in the mirror, the face of evil. I've had enough of this drivel. All right, a compromise. Let me feel your pulse. Don't touch me. Ah, the proof of the pumpkin's in the squeezing. You don't even talk like the doctor, you miserable fraud. Let me feel your pulse. Pulses, I should say, two of them, one for each heart. You're a raving lunatic. Yes, perhaps I am, because of you're the Ronnie I'm dicing with destruction. Can you find Mel? Mel, the worst she'll do is give me carrot juice. Carrot juice? What made me think of that? Well, perhaps the real doctor told you. It was his favourite drink. Favourite? I hate it. Oh. Ah, caught you out, haven't I? But if you're the real doctor, then why do you look like that? I've regenerated. And I'm suffering from post-regeneration amnesia. As far as I can remember. Fear exchanges no mockery. You feel my pulses, I'll feel yours. I'll lean across here with my arm behind my back. If you want proof, I'm a time lord. Come on. Little cliffhanger there. We don't know what's going to happen. And I love we got to hear just that little touch of the the 80s Doctor Who score. Very 80s synth (laughs) score going on there. There's some good, there's some really good rock score in this one, I think. Well, look, John, I'm going to go through the recap here. But as the doctor put it, uh, uh, regeneration is a lottery and and he drew the short plank uh, on this one. The proof of the pumpkin is in the squeezing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of. Malapropisms. I was about to say great, but a lot of just memorable lines. Not great. <laughs> um, okay, so the TARDIS is attacked by the Rani, mm. who is a Time Lord. This is our well, fourth or fifth now, kind of, uh, and they're all rent. So yeah, all other Time Lords, they're not good, right? They're sort of like, how people. do they keep producing these people? Yeah, <laughs> not the great society we were led to believe. Uh, the TARDIS crash lands on planet Lakertia, and I don't know that. Do we see uh, the sixth doctor get get killed, or do we just when we start the episode, he's on the floor, kind of he's and... on the floor with his his face down, and then he rolls over and he blurs and becomes Sylvester McCoy. We didn't uh, see like something causing his death necessarily, right? Well, that is a matter of much discussion. So I'll give you the behind the scenes later. But yes, the, in okay. in story, uh, the book and a few other things indicate that he hit his head. On the, the console, the TARDIS console, Just and that really that's a regeneration. What him in. Yes, there was turbulence, right? <laughs> so they they show the TARDIS, the, the computer generated TARDIS with laser beams shooting at it. That's the Ronnie trying to get it or whatever, and then that causes him to to hit his head, and then he regenerates. Now, uh, Big Finish, go. as I've said, has done they've done more with the Sixth Doctor. They created an entire epic storyline immediately before this that basically he was weak. Uh, it's something it set up. They made it slightly more plausible that this would happen. But yes, in story, it's a pretty lame <laughs> regeneration. Example. All right. So we'll, yeah, let's we'll talk about more of the switch yeah. um, after the recap. But um, oh, and, and and Mel's here with him. We should say so. Um, we're so and as we've seen with other regenerations, he's like a little wonky. He's like a little cloudy and fuzzy. And then with this one, he doesn't even he doesn't know who Mel is or anyone is. Um, so we've now seen this is your th- so you've seen Eccleston, Baker, Davison, and now I've uh, actually seen a uh, lot six of to them. seven. Yeah, you, this yeah. is your fourth regeneration. You're a pro. You're a veteran. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, he, the doctor is tricked into helping the Ronnie because what she does is she is the most powerful being in the universe, and uh, she just dresses like Mel. And yeah. that's what she does. Yeah. And does, and does kind of a impression. Mel impression, which I yeah. did actually enjoy that. The, yes. <laughs> the yeah. Mel impression. So Mel is lost on the planet, and she has to avoid the Rani's traps and her bat-like servants, which are called tetraps. I'm the saying tetraps, here, yes. they are uh, you know very uh, memorable design, a uh, creature yeah. design. She we joined. Could, I like the. Um, uh, they frequently so they have eyes on like four sides of their head, right? Right, and they frequently do from their the camera from their perspective, and they're showing like. The images, it's quite clever. They do yeah. sort of, this is what they, how they see the world, which yeah. must be very difficult, but they see it weird. They see but it nonetheless. Anyway, yeah. It was kind of, it was kind Why cool. don't you walk nice. a mile in the Tetraps shoes, John? Yeah. yeah. Before you judge before them. Before you judge them. Yeah. So Even she joins forces. Uh, Mel joins forces with uh, a rebel faction and they're trying to, the Ronnie controls this planet, I guess. We, I don't really know why we ended up here. Yeah. Uh, but the doctor 
kind of has to get his stuff together because he's the Ronnie's essentially using him to collect all the greatest minds in the universe, like she has Einstein and things there, so that she can create a time manipulator, mm. which would just allow essentially she becomes like Thanos in the Marvel movie. She's like, if I get this, then I should just do everything. Yeah, I'm in like, charge. Yeah. <laughs> um, it will kill all people on the care chat. So that's, you know, but she is not that. You and know, they're not particularly interesting people. Let's be honest. No. Um, they exactly. run around. They run, they run weird. Remember, they have that weird where they keep their arms down by their sides. And yes, like run I like, love that. that. Very, yeah, that was very. Someone worked that out in rehearsal. Was, they were like, yes, yeah, do something. Someone cool. did that. And clearly someone's like, oh, yes, I'll <laughs> I'll do it, too. What if we all did that? And that's kind <laughs> of their thing. <laughs> It's very and cute. the director's like, "What are you do? Why, uh, why are we already got two that? takes in the can? So just yeah, fine, just uh, do that. Yeah, okay, stay with it. <laughs> we already got the long shot, and so I can't. Um, so basically, uh, there's I described basically th- two, maybe one half of the first episode. The rest of the episode is like, well, the doctor stops her. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what happens. He eventually yeah. comes to his senses and stops her. The Ronnie does get away in her TARDIS. Um, yeah, but, but the uh, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they they take her prisoner, which I, <laughs> I guess I the this time we're not quite as powerful mm. as you mm-hmm. might as mm-hmm. you might think. And uh, the doctor gets all the geniuses on board and they head off to film Bill and Ted's sexual adventure, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, so so that's yep. it. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot goes on, but not not really anything sensical <laughs> goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, so there's like, yeah, so the, the oh, by the way, there's lots of cool effects. Sorry to interrupt the bubbles, of, yeah, of the bubbles and just the tetraps, they're bat like and they hang mm-hmm. upside down, and there's lots of hanging upside down and things yeah, like that. That's that impressed you. You're like, oh, oh, people hang upside down. Oh, that's that is that's cool. You don't just see that, that they day. actually bought it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't impress yeah. me. I just think it happened. <laughs> I, I think I like the um, I, I think the effect of them being to get they, you know, they go through the little landmine traps and then they get caught in a bubble and they spin around and that bounces around and then it blows up, um, right? And then but when that, that happens, that was cool uh, for its time, but then it happens to Mel. And for no reason, then she is fine. Like the yeah. woman, the, the she other, lands in the lake. Yeah. The, well, but She's the other Lakergian uh, that it happens to right before. Yeah. It's well, like she blows the ball bounces, like hits like one thing and it's like a hydrogen bomb. <laughs> and then Mel's like, bang, bang, like a ping pong. Yeah. I mean, uh, oh, like yeah. a pinball machine. <laughs> She's cool. Mel's cool. She's like She's that. Got, it's her super. Mel, Mel has plot armor uh, yeah, exactly. larger than any of us. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so this is the. Um, okay. So plot wise. So yes, uh, the brain brain has several functions. Uh, they need the geniuses to use the brain to come up with a calculation to make a chemical that they then shoot into the sun to turn it supernova, which will then turn the brain into the time manipulator. It's very there's a lot of bouncing around. I forgot uh, to mention yes, the giant brain. This is the link yeah. between these. The giant brain, as yeah, you just mentioned, brain. is the source. Of which water. I I've seen this story many many times. It was only like the third or fourth time. Every time I watched it. I couldn't remember what was behind the door because it's not till like the fourth, the third or fourth episode. And I'm like, what is behind that door? And I'm like, oh, right, it's a giant brain. I feel like I should remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is not, this is regards one of the worst to Dr. Who's. It's not a great one. Um, it starts off with the mess of the regeneration, which, so the behind the scenes reason. So, see, I, mm, I, I okay. what I want Probers to do is when you're listening to the recaps, I want you in the story. And yeah, then yeah. only afterwards do I take you out of the story with my extensive behind the scenes knowledge. Yeah. So, Colin it's like Baker, you play the, the DVD, time. right? Then you get into the extras. Yeah. Now you know, we're in the extras. Yeah. So Colin Baker had been fired. Uh, so he was the sixth doctor. Uh, they did the trial of the Time Lord, which was Terror of the Vervoids, and then there was one more two parter, and then they ended that, and it was awful. The ratings were terrible. Uh, I think notoriously, I believe it was losing to reruns of Scooby Doo, uh, oh, wow. and they were like, "Nope, okay." So they were like, "We're getting rid of you. You're gone." So they fired Colin Baker. Um, not nicely. He was pretty unhappy about it, the way it was done. I'm not I think I feel like it was even announced in the paper before anyone told him. Like, it was just really badly done. And he was treated very badly. Um, and I think, rightly so, they said, hey, we've just treated you like crap. Uh, would you mind coming back and filming Regeneration? <laughs> and he was like, no, I, no, I'm not going to do that at all. Goodbye. You can all go to hell. Um, so, so they had, uh, they had to, um, uh, they had hired Sylvester McCoy late in the game. Uh, and then they were like, well, we got to regenerate him. So that's him in a, in a big curly Harpo Marx wig. Uh, and they roll him over and he's already blurred and then he blurs into himself. So he just regenerates into himself. So it's not great. Um, 
the uh the story and and then you get sort of him trying to find his character and part of the problem was the story was written before he was cast and there was no character outline for the seventh doctor so it's written for like a generic character uh and so they sort of had to retrofit it to make it a regeneration story so that adds to the mess of it um mccoy was pretty unknown he was he was sort of famous on like the variety show circuit his most i think i said this was famous act was pulling parrots out of his trousers uh <laughs> and like hammering a nail into his nose he's kind of like a freak showy sideshow act almost kind of thing mm. um uh he'd done a few other things he'd been uh he, he'd done a couple things where he's good but uh um, he was pretty unknown it's probably the most unknown of the doctors in the, the to be cast in a long time mm. Um, so they had a lot to work with. Uh, Mel, of course, was there, but she was only two episodes in and she'd never actually formally met the doctor, right? Because she started like in the middle of her run. Like we don't actually see her ever meet the doctor. So that's a bit of a mess. This is written by Pip and Jane Baker, who wrote Terror of the Revoids, uh, actually. Um, so, uh, um, oh, but it's go. in their very pedestrian sort of <laughs> way. It's not their, not their greatest story. Um, Mel, Mel is great in the story. I do like her. Um, the, the Ronnie, so the Ronnie actually, Pip and Jane Baker, invented the character the ronnie uh she appeared first as the sixth doctor hmm. uh and was meant to be like a a female master right they're like we need a a, a villainess instead of a, a a man and you know what could we do and a, a renegade time lord she's her thing was uh or the way she was initially presented uh and they kind of got away from it here although it's not too bad but the way she was initially presented she was like a renegade scientist and sort of an amoral scientist right so she wasn't interested necessarily in taking over the universe and running it she was doing experiments but they were just very unethical uh and you know she just she would torture people or you know do whatever she wanted to do with people because she wanted to find out the science thing that was usually what she was like i need to find out the science thing and everybody was like oh okay um and so she just went, kind of wanted to get on with it, and the doctor would show up, and and other stuff would happen, whatever. So, um, this is uh, played by uh, Kate O'Mara, uh, who was very famous at the time, even before she was in Dallas. She was on the TV show she looks Dallas. Very familiar. She played yeah. like Alexis or something. One of the, she hmm. played one of the characters on Dallas. Um, and so yeah, she's sort of big in eighties, and she looks very eighties with that hair. Uh, she, I'm sure, I don't know if you've seen Absolutely Fabulous the show. She shows up as Adina's sister uh, in one of the oh. episodes. Uh, so she's been, she, and she was a big soap opera star in the UK. So she was, she's a pretty big star at the time. Uh, so it's kind of a big deal. She was doing Doctor Who. Um, she, uh, uh, she, so according to Sylvester McCoy in an interview, he's like, she did like a really, really good bonnie langford mel impression um but then she, she dialed it back like she, she was she was when bonnie was around she was like oh am i making fun of her like uh, and so yeah. she kind of dialed it back a little bit so she's still good i think she, i think it's funny and witty but yeah apparently she did a very a much more full-on uh full-on uh impression um and uh, actually so two of the locations um uh, I believe it's uh, uh, Bayus is the one that's sort of the collaborator. He's played by, I think his name is Donald Pickering, if I'm correct. He's a pretty well-known uh, British character actor, been in a bunch of sitcoms and all that kind of stuff. He'd also been in the Doctor Who earlier. And then... Um, Since he was for, in the Keys of Marinus. Yeah, right. Yeah, we just saw he was in the, at the end and he was like the pro, he was the bad guy, I think, that was setting them up, remember, in the courtroom mm. drama. Uh, and then Faroon uh, is played by Wanda Bentham. Uh, who was also in some past Doctor Who's, but she was most famous. Uh, she is Benedict Cumberbatch's mother. Whoa. Yeah. Now, I don't think Time and the Ronnie had anything to do with that. I don't think she was impregnated <laughs> on the set, or as far as I know. <laughs> um, so there's really no Benedict Cumberbatch connection really to Time and the Ronnie. Now, can you spoil um, this for me? Benedict Cumberbatch must have found his way into a Doctor Who episode at some point, yes? He has been in an audio one. He was never in, right before he got big and famous, he has never been in that. Yeah, he seems like, you know, coming through the British stable of actors, they would have just stumbled into a Doctor Who. Yeah, so he has, he's, he's done an audio one, he's had a connection to it, but uh, yeah, somehow he... He had his career run differently would have been a great Doctor Who. Well, know. and Matt Smith, who we're going to encounter soon, uh, Matt Smith actually yeah. interviewed for Sherlock, uh, or interviewed, uh, oh, wow. auditioned for Sherlock, and they were like, mm, no, um, but then they were like, oh, but maybe you could be Doctor Who. And he's like, fine, I'll be no. another iconic character. <laughs> I love that audition. Like, how'd I do? Well, no. no, no. Let me just say. Yeah, you are not right <laughs> for this at all. Uh, but maybe another part. We've, we've got another iconic part opening up. Like, mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Who? No. Uh, Superman? No. No. Uh, Bond. James Bond? Mm -hmm. about I think the, that's how uh, it happens. Like when they're interviewing for these new 
roles. <laughs> they just the name Brits other just roles. Just go through everybody, like. and they're like, mm, no. That's what you don't Daniel know. Craig. It's actually it's actually a test. And so if you're not prepared, if you don't, they're like, you weren't. But can you tell us the role that you're right for? And yeah, if you can, yeah. then you don't well, get it. You but do? if you yeah. know, then you. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that's, my that's goodness. pretty much it. Uh, really well, much else to say? There is a lot of uh, digital computer generated effect, like that beginning. So this is the first time we see that computer generated uh, uh, opening credit sequence, right? That that Sylvester McCoy's one, and then you have the very computer generated TARDIS and the laser beam shooting at people, and it's pretty rudimentary. I mean, there's a flying toaster, I think, that goes by in the background at one point, or and you know, I think sure. it's actually just a screensaver of a TARDIS bouncing around. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, use that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of your early computer generated effects, and um, the. Yeah, it is filmed in a quarry, which is very classic Doctor Who, right? So they, the joke was all alien plants are quarries, and this was actually filmed in a quarry, uh, which they didn't actually film that many quarries, but this would be a case where they actually did. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> there you go. And 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 uh, the Ronnie's TARDIS is a little tiny tent. Did you notice that? It's just yeah. a little tiny plastic tent. It's that- cute. <laughs> <laughs> themes is that our electronica themes yeah yeah it's a it's one of those like sort of like math based you know where they like enter in some equations into the synthesizer uh and that's what you get that's what you get that's like when i was a when i was a kid and we got, we're only 36 minutes. We got time to kill here. So we can, we have these <laughs> questions. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was very into Star Wars like we were. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I had an aunt, I believe, who got me. Uh, I was very excited. It was the Star Wars uh, album. It was a record. It was a, it was a whole, it was a, you know, one of them big old records. Well, that's fun. Yeah. You, could, you could probably sell that for $5 million. Yeah, because it wasn't today. the actual Star Wars theme. It was the Star Wars theme as done by the Electronic Moog Orchestra. Oh, <laughs> it was nice. like an electronic Star Wars. And it was like, it was very, and I was like, oh. No, did she get it for you as a child thinking like she got the right thing, but it was wrong? Or was she like, this is a cute, kitschy gift? No. I think she thought it was the right thing. Uh, uh, and yeah, and it was like, oh, yeah. And then eventually I got the tape, which was obviously, you know, that was better because it was bigger, better technology, right? That's right. Would you, do you ever listen? I, I did have a period of time where I would get soundtrack, like, like score albums, and I would listen to them, you know, while like doing something creative or whatever I would put on. Uh, but I don't, I don't listen to film scores much anymore now. No, but they were good mute, mute, mute. They were good mute music, mute right? music. <laughs> for your mute, like for studying or something. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. If, uh, I used to love. Uh, I used to love the rock soundtrack. It was like great oh, one. Good if one. you were gonna, if you were like really needed to get amped up for something, um, like escaping from prison or, or sure. <laughs> driving through San Francisco quickly, um, they were great. That was a good one. Um, I of course listened to uh, Probers. My favorite movie of all time is The Hunt for Red October. Oh yeah, and I, of course yeah. I have every I or I. I'm sort of bragging. I don't actually own that many things, but at the time, having very little money, I would spend on like any. Once it came on a DVD, I got it on DVD. Once the soundtrack yeah. was on a CD, I got the soundtrack, and I would. You bought that to decommissioned that. nuclear submarine that time. That yes, was great. yes. Yeah, and once yeah. they salvaged the Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. Uh, I, I got the the USS Dallas. Uh, okay, well, look. Way to go, this Big is, D. The theme of of this episode is we don't have that much to say about these episodes, yeah. but uh, you wanted to talk about kind of how far you can go. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, absurd, absurdism, absurdism. Uh, yeah. Uh, so is, is the brain absurd? I mean, so, so it's interesting, right? So it's a show about a guy who changes his face, who wanders around in a phone booth. Uh, uh, and uh, and you know and 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 fights uh, pepper pots little little rolling pepper pots uh, and it's and like Mel that hair that's absurd. yeah and Mel is that, is clearly has a perm well, she shouldn't she shouldn't have a perm um, she has very so, Elaine it's like, Bennis hair look almost yeah she does it was well, yeah it's definitely I mean it's huge eighties um, uh, very eighties. Uh, but yeah, it's like okay. So is the brain? It's when it, it, the brain is ridiculous, right? The, in both stories, the giant brain is a little ridiculous. But it's also like part of me is always like, well, wait, why is that it? Why is that right. the line for me? I'm like, wait <laughs> a second, wait a second. I can handle the rest of this, but a giant brain? Oh, please. So yeah, like I, the I previous know. episode when they're little adorable Pokemon uh, beings made of fat. You're like, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I'm sure, okay with sure. that. 
a human being can survive a fat a piece of fat ripping out of their body mm-hmm. uh, there'll be no blood there'll be no harm whatsoever and then they all get together <laughs> and go up in a close encounter ship yeah right. and that's fine that's, and that's all cool <laughs> but then yeah but then again and it's like i i, I maybe playing huge slightly works more but uh, i'm just like Oh, well, giant brain. Is it giant things? Do we have problems with giant things? Is that it? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a problem with this, John. I think you're working through some of your own issues. Ah, but, all right. Is it, um, yeah, it, I, I think what it is is that in both cases, but especially Time and the Ronnie, but like you said, it's behind a door. It's like, and this, look at this. It's presented <laughs> as this big, what do you think about that viewer? You know, um, and, and if you're just like, oh, no, it's like, oh, OK, that's a no. choice. <laughs> or, or, or they're just like Stephen Moffat. Mm, no, uh, no, we're not going to have that, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It is interesting. Um, and b- because you brought up this topic and other things in both these episodes had already kind of brought me like out of like, Well, you brought this up. So you now <laughs> you have brought this topic no, up I just, in the topic I, section. So. <laughs> Just, I just don't now know <laughs> that this would have jumped out as the theme for these episodes, but because yeah. for me, um, to me, the thing that strikes you as absurd or too far is when you can are palp. It's a palpable moment where your disbelief is suspended. You're watching the thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. now nah, that was the thing. All right, now nah, that was the thing that took me out of this. This really took me out of it. I was, like, I was well out of it before we got <laughs> to this. Like to me, the absurdism would be um the yeah the way the cat people held their hands when they were running around was like that's ridiculous <laughs> it's just the way they're you know i'm already out um or actually the again and we mentioned the effect was good for its time but like the the little bubble that they're in going yeah. out it's like eh, you know i'm already kind of out of this so the brain is like yeah sure throw in a brain absurdism <laughs> i would i would actually go back to like you know something like meglos or something mm. talking cactus level that's really like yeah that's absurd um yeah, that's a, a huge true. brain. I don't know. And then, and like, how do we react to me, or why do we react to Megalos? Is it like, could you? Is it? Do you have to incrementally get there? Is that thing like, right. as you say, when the door opens, if it's a if it's a leap, and then it's like, and now a purple bag is the bad guy, and you're just like, oh, that's. By the way, I'm, <laughs> I'm spoiling a future story for you. Uh, like, it's like, oh well. But then, if you were like, hmm, little bits of purple everywhere, and then you were like. Sentient bags right. I once went went to college with, and like this is a great story. People <laughs> don't steal this, but <laughs> this is a great story. Yeah, I think it has to. Yes, it could be like kind of breadcrumbs leading along to something, but it just has to. It also has to feel in the same tone as the story. Like for example, there's a lot of absurd things in Delta and the Bannerman, but the whole tone of that whole story is mm-hmm. odd. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. just off, and so as things kind of move along or for example if you think of just like um different not genres but different uh franchises there are things that are in like the fifth element that would be completely absurd in star trek you know but in the fifth element it's kind of like hey here are the rules how this world kind of works and that's why i think doctor who is it's really hard to have something truly uh, shocking because like you you mentioned all the details at the beginning he, the way the show is structured it's kind of up for anything like yeah he's traveling around in a in a phone uh, and at this point remember it's not even just a phone booth it's a it's a 50 year old the style of a 50 year old <laughs> right, british yeah. phone booth it hasn't been used in decades <laughs> yeah so, and and then you know and in, in these ones not so much the new ones um but think about just like the way he dresses and stuff like that. Actually, the entire third, no, well, not the entire third Doctor Run, but the, well, I don't know. Actually, I haven't seen enough of. It. But the fact that he's driving around in the Model T and stuff like right. there's yeah, just there's the, all these the things that are like the absurd is baked in from the beginning. And in fact, I think what that does well for them is then when you have an episode that hems pretty close to I don't know if you want to say reality, but just like feels believable within the realm. Um, it's almost easier for them to get there because it's like this guy's dressed like a magician and he's driving around yeah. in a yeah. you know or or a Sylvester McCoy here, um, who by the way I think like you said it wasn't written for him. I also felt like and I guess they do this in the regenerations is that they're trying to sort of bring a little bit of the previous doctor in like it's sort of still rubbing off on them does that because that's what that's what it felt like he was yeah. doing here. Well, they're, they're, they're and, re- you know. it's always a reaction, right? So so the um so. 
we haven't seen as much of the six, but the six doctor was definitely like a, a wordy doctor. And he was also, he always had like, he was quoting Shakespeare and he was always, he had a very expansive vocabulary and all that kind of stuff. And so they were deliberately, that's why he, the, the proof of the pumpkin is in the squeezing. It's meant to be the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, and he keeps, it's these malapropisms uh, that he uses. Yeah. And that's meant to be like, look, he's not the same guy because of the differences. <laughs> I'd like to absence makes the nose grow longer. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, time and tide melts the snowman uh, is a good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and it, it's interesting now, now that we talk about it, I think this was a dumb theme and I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, but uh, no, uh, but it does remind me. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, finish, uh, finish. I was just saying, it, uh, it, um, it was a, uh, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no. If, if you actually sat me down and like put a light in my face and said, name absurd moments of Doctor Who, I would be hard pressed to, if I, if I hadn't just watched this, I'd be hard pressed to pick it out, right? Or, or any right, other moment, right. right? I mean, and as we talked about with uh, Voyage of the Damned, the Titanic episode is utterly absurd with oh, Kylie yeah. Minogue has just killed herself and now a giant Titanic is going to crash to Buckingham Palace. And it's like, but I went with that, right? It's so great. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you can't get there, the other thing I did want to touch on is giant brains. Uh, okay. I don't, did you have a lot to talk about uh, giant brains? That was, that was our link, obviously. So how do you, do you feel giant? No, <laughs> Look, I mean, I mean, they're an issue. <laughs> <laughs> do something, but swelling brains are an issue. Yeah. All right. Now All right. let's actually After that full um, start. Yeah. <clears throat> let's 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 rank those. Look, um, we have ranked. Ooh, let's check this out now. Um, we've ranked seventy. Yeah, seven seventy. It, it should be an even number. Yeah, seventy. We ranked yeah. seventy. So then this Whoa. is going to be seventy-one and seventy-two. Whoa. Um, and that's ironically that's close to where they end up ranked. <laughs> I know. So yeah. these are they're they're two hundred ninety-five Doctor yeah. Who stories. So. Right. 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 Um. So let's rank these. I'll I'll go first. Hmm. Uh, well, let me go first with the more the more shocking one, which is yeah. I I don't know if I'm just grumpy about it or whatever. But time of the Ronnie, my new bottom episode. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. I would just put them around. I, I went down to the bottom. What I always do is, well, is this kind of like a fun bad one or just a bad yeah. one? And yeah. It's like that's nah, a bad one. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of was going down the list here, and um, yeah, I just. I didn't enjoy this. I mean, like, I like Mel. Um, I I like Sylvester McCoy, and actually, what I didn't like is that he wasn't fully into yeah, him, yeah. him yet. So I just didn't really enjoy him. And then the Ronnie was just scenery chewing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the actress yeah. is fine. She's doing what she's t- told here, but it's a <laughs> yeah. uh, oof. Um, and Planet of the Oud, this is what I said. Uh, I had difficulty ranking this because, again, there's just uh, that low level that low hum of Catherine Tate and Damon Tennant I just enjoy <laughs> yeah so I, I kind of went to the middle here I put it right around uh Ark in Space um Battlefield a, actually it's right below Rose it, so mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. a number 41 I think mm-hmm. so kind of mm-hmm. right in the middle okay. um a little on middling, the lower side middling yeah not a bad episode um but just nothing really stuck with me uh yeah. about it I did like I do I continue to like Donna um but it didn't strike me as one. Actually, it was funny because when you just mentioned uh, your example of absurdism as the Titanic episode, I literally was like, oh, yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really didn't like these because when you mentioned that one, I immediately was like, yes, that was enjoyable. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Whereas this was kind of like, yeah, that happened. And I got to see these two people I liked and, yeah. <laughs> and some weird squid faces. Um, I like a reaction. It was almost like Ray from Dalton. Daniel. Oh, that was a good episode. Oh, that was oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> He's been ionized. He's been ionized. Uh, Dalton uh, Bannerman. Such a, such a pivotal episode. Now that's a fun, bad episode. Yeah, fun, bad. Um, okay. All right. Well, John, you know, you, you got to rank him too here. Yeah, you can't right, just... Right, I'm, um, in. I'm in. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Uh, I put... Um, I feel a little guilty about it after you talk about... Uh, sorry, David and Catherine. Big probers, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I put it pretty low. Um, okay. Yeah. It's unremarkable. It's, 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 it's a solid story. I think their performances are fantastic, but Ooh, it's just... Yeah. Uh, it's unremarkable. I was just, just saw like, your ranking. Nothing... Yeah interesting happened here i i mean i remember watching it and just sitting through it and being like as we get towards the end i'm like oh 
oh yeah i guess that was coming and like yeah I'm, it's not nothing unexpected i'm not even sure the doctor did that much like everybody else did stuff and then you right. turned him into the thing and stuff. so i was like um yeah it's, it's just a really pedestrian story that's competently put together and so i have it low just because there's nothing to mark it as particularly special so i've got it at number yeah. 65 below wow, the mind robber wow. which yeah. um is a slow story but at least has a really interesting creative uh creative piece to it maybe the keys of marinus is a little is weirdly in the higher there i don't know um um, but this puts it only above, I guess, Fear Her. Oh, no, New Earth is never one of my favorites. And, and Fear Her are the only new series ones below. Uh, so, yeah, just not a great one for me. Um, uh, and definitely not one I rewatch. Um, you know, if I were going through it in order, yeah. I'd probably even skip it. I'm like, oh, no. Mm. Um, uh, not a lot significant happens here. Uh, and then uh, time of the Ronnie lower than that. Um, not quite at the bottom. Uh, I've got uh, I've got it above the edge of destruction. Benjamin Embarrass and Time Lash. Why? Uh, it's, it's in <laughs> color. I guess it's colorful. Uh, that was nice. Uh, it is. It's got. And it's you got like that a, little spinny ball thing? You're like, yeah, ah, I, like this, I like the little spinny ball thing. I like I like McCoy is trying. I like Mel here. I like the Ronnie. Um. It, it, no, but it has to, there's something it's 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 hard to describe. So I'm gonna mime it, uh, and we'll see how the audience handles <laughs> Good, it. Good, yes. Uh, no, it's um, it has it's just got this '80s bright. It's on video, which gives it that weird sharpness that '80s stuff has. There's just something. It's like it's like watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Or something. Like there's mm. just something about it. It's got it gives it this little bit of energy or whatever that slightly improves it over the edge of destruction. Vengeance on Virus, which is just a, a, a slog of hap- unhappiness and then Time Lash, which is just abysmal. So yeah, it just it's basically it's the top of my absolute worst. Well, uh, checking in with the old supercomputer here, I first will tell you that Time of the Ronnie is now to, to the bottom oh, like an anvil. Oh, uh, so we have a new... We have a new worst uh, time in the Ronnie. Sorry, welcome, welcome, Major Destruction, back to the fold. Yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm not, you know what? Now I'm, I'm excited about Major Destruction. <laughs> I really want to watch it again. Watch it again. <laughs> uh, Planet of the Ood. We kind of split the difference there. That comes in at number fifty-six out of seventy-two, mm-hmm. and of course, we still have um, completely undeterred at the top of the list: <laughs> uh, Inferno, Aztecs, uh, Blink, Runaway Bride, Tooth and Claw. Yes. That's all. Those yeah. sound great. Let's go watch those. That's, yeah. Do that again. <laughs> sound really good. We've been, we've been. Uh, so we're going to say next week. I'm excited about because it's going to be better because we have been lingering at the bottom of the barrel. I think for a while yeah. here. So I think it's, it's time to pick this up, kids. I want to mention. I also have a sheet here um, that kind of breaks down as we go through this. I've, obviously, it'll change as we watch more. But yeah. to date, what we've watched, it averages out um, for the different doctors how we've right. ranked them. Right. Yeah. And we overall have uh, as a as a group. As a uh, the no, not the mind probe rankings do yeah. have the tenth doctor as the highest rated doctor, yeah, uh, followed by the third doctor Ooh. and the fifth doctor. Oh, interesting! Like, just Ooh. again, this is from what we've watched so far. We've right. actually watched a lot more of the fourth doctor, so that's um, interesting because of... the fifth doctor doesn't even enter the rankings until 19, 18, in the case of Androzani, right? But I guess yeah. they're just all kind of in the middle there, and yeah, something then we have like Earth that Shock, then we have uh. Yeah. And then uh so yeah. then for yeah. for um and then so I was gonna say but the sixth and seventh actor are the lowest. The mm. sixth is easily yeah, the lowest. He's in the um sorry. But Colin. then the seventh, I was I was surprised that the seventh is also clearly the second lowest. So the, mm. the, then there's kind of a bunch uh, of your stupid curse of Fenric ranking. <laughs> it's no, but it's not just, just that. Get it together, man. It's not just that. Well, right. I guess that if that one was way higher, but like all of the others, the next one is Battlefield at at fifty, mm. <laughs> and then like all the others that we've watched are below that. Mm. So like Silver mm. Nemesis, Delta and the Bannerman, mm. um, and then mm. this. So mm. you know, again, partly it's which ones we end up watching. I'm sure. Like we were once we get yeah. through the whole thing, then we'll we'll yeah. see that more. The 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 tenth Doctor and the and the ninth Doctor have the advantage of like we watched the entire canon of those because we've yeah, gone through them <clears throat> straight so yeah um, well i'm gonna say i mean I, I like sylvester mccoy i like the seventh doctor i'm not sure looking ahead there's gonna be much to pull them out <laughs> there's, there's maybe like <laughs> one or two that I, there's one in particular that could be a top tenor but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be rough he's 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 he's, he's the underdog kids so if you're pulling for the seventh doctor so yeah, again this know. and also this it's doesn't represent the whole thing because we're gonna have more episodes but right now, your highest doctor by far is the third doctor in terms of yeah. the rankings. But so yeah. that's interesting. He's solid. Do you do you have a favorite doctor? I know you've always just been like, 
you get different moods and you just end up be drawn into this. Different... No, um, no, it, it, it just, I mean, I, I'd say, um, I love, I love the fourth. So it's, it's always your first, you know, and right. Fourth was kind of the one I remember most growing up. So I love Tom Baker. I think he's the quintessential doctor. Um, I, I and then I, I, I probably put Tennant and Smith, uh, uh, kind of, they're both, uh, you know, it's gonna be. I'm excited to get to the Smith years. I like the tenant years. We're gonna hit the Smith soon because I'm curious to see how you sort of see the contrast. But um, they're both very strong. I really like them. Uh, third's good. Depends on your mood. Uh, and the third can be very. Um, actually, I'd probably put the fifth before the third for me. So yeah, oh, maybe really? fourth, uh, fourth, tenth, eleventh, fifth. Maybe it's my. It's my so the thing. fifth is. I'm sorry. The third is actually. I think my favorite of the. Of yeah, you're taking a shine, a real shine. Doctors, to him. Yeah. Is it, I like is, him. Do you He's, take a shine or is it a shine? A shine, like you shine a shoe, but I don't know oh, what really? it means. I don't know what that comes right. from. Right. Right. I like him because he's. Um, I, I, I honestly, he'd be easily my favorite if he didn't have the cape and the magicians. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like easily yeah. my my top if he was wearing kind of a Tom Baker Pretty outfit. Pretty legit outfit, like to be honest. Yeah, Tom Baker's <laughs> long scarf and hat is great. much more realistic. Well, it's not realistic. It's just I don't know. And uh, anyway, um, I like the third because I just like his attitude. He's kind of almost like sarcastic. And yeah, I, I just I I don't know. I've always ended up enjoying him. Plus. What do you get with the third doctor? The Brigadier. That's yeah, what you get. I love so. the Brig. So, you know, Porter, what's yeah. great about that is our next episode is going to feature the third doctor. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, our more. next story, uh, we're going to keep rolling on in the old Dr. Donna Noble. And, folks, we tell you this because you don't know. Like, we could just go on one day and be like, oh, yeah, we're just switching to Matt Smith now. You don't know. You don't know. So you don't have think to listen you can to the end us. to find out. We I mean, contain multitudes. The, yeah, and if we, you look at the we website, I suppose. But we could change the website. You don't know. You don't know we aren't going to change the website. You know what's going on. I've already got some ideas about maybe rearranging a few of the future stories. So just, just, just hold mm. your little horses there. Probers. Yeah, settle down. Uh, but yeah, so the next story is going to be the yeah, next uh, Doctor and Donna story. That's going to be uh, the Centauran um, thing, stratagem. That's it. The Centauran stratagem yep, yep. and the Poison <laughs> Sky. That's a two-parter. So uh, uh, Probers, make sure you you set your alarms early or you, you do whatever you do to make sure you leave enough time there for two episodes at once. And you're going to... And also, you, I mean, don't watch it watch straight it through. Oh, Get up, do are, some though. stretches, something. It's excited, though. I mean, uh, well, uh, obviously, Doctor Who vein thrombosis is a serious conditions very, so please yeah. do walk yeah. around while you're watching um, and we've paired that so this is the first appearance of the Centaurans in the new series so we've paired that with and stay with us the mm-hmm. first appearance of the Centaurans in the classic series so the, the Centauran it's the Centauran free-for-all uh, and that is a third doctor story and the good old Sarah Jane and a uh, brief brief brigadier appearance not much of the appearance but a brief appearance and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there now a comp- I think I think we're gonna have a companion who should have been I think there's gonna be I think he's at least one character in that. Well, I think okay. Porter's going to say, that's a companion who should have been. And I, well, I put money on that, kids. I'm excited to meet these Centauran fellows. Yeah. See what, yeah. See what they're all about. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I'm, in, I'm excited about that. Well, look, uh, the more I know me, John, the less I like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Amen. Uh, has anyone you know sent what? us any we, mail, by the way? Uh, yes. I was going to say, you can write us at Porter at MindProbe.show yeah. or, or John at MindProbe.show. You can go to MindProbe.show on the internet on your little web browser and you can see notes from the old episode now you've fallen behind on notes are you gonna get way back behind up on notes? i need yeah. i need to pick that back up i need to pick um, up kids you if can you've been see waiting our for notes, yeah people you are will wait longer notes. but eventually you'll get them <laughs> <laughs> people love waiting i mean that's just people like to wait i'm gonna be honest uh, you can see our complete rankings uh you can see just john's ranking just mine yep. you can filter by doctors all sorts of cool stuff you can as john mentioned see the watch order subject to change yeah. Don't, don't, don't think that that watch order will yeah. never change. It has that's changed. Your, it will change. Watch by that. You don't know. You don't know. You, you don't know. I just, <laughs> we're not predictable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and then, and of course, but most of all, you can subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Hit the little subscribe button. Yeah. Your little Do you know how many subscribers app. we have? Do they tell us that? Do we get that information? No, not really. That sort of info? No. Not really. I mean, they they tell you downloads and stuff like that, but now we don't know. Stupid, I don't know. Subscribers, if you're stats. a subscriber, write in, tell me, and Tweet. then we'll know. So write to Porter at mindprobe.show. Tell me, hey, I, I'm a subscriber. I just checked uh, my show web of hands. Mail. Yeah, I just checked my webmail, um, and I have received a message from the list is empty. 
uh, list, which could also mean I just don't have anything in my inbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably it. Okay. Unless, that's not, I keep trying to click on it. And it's like, and I don't know if there's the message, the list is empty. It's confusing. Yeah. That could be some cool, like, uh, uh, Generation Z name or their name is The List oh, and they yeah. just like have emailed you. I don't know. I mean, oh, I, and they're like reaching out, like, they're like, the list yeah. is empty. And you're like, I, mean, oh, I feel I'm empty. So sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I, if yeah you're, that's probably you it. Listening to our podcast to fulfill yourself and then you're that's telling me it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, yeah. as the mm. Ood say, I think. Our song must end soon. Mm. Um, but we should because every song, song yeah. must end, except of course. Yeah, uh, here's to the future. Yeah, that song keeps going. Should never end, John. Yeah. We'll see you in two. Should weeks. It start. It should start though. There it is. Yeah. Oh, we should say happy Pride. This is coming out in Pride Month, I think. When did when did Pride become a month? That snuck up on me. No, I it was really a day, right? There were some riots, yeah. and then we kind of expanded it, and now it's, okay. it's about a month now. Yeah. You got a month. a month. Well, good yeah, for you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. some other countries celebrate in different months. So we really it could be a whole season or a series, a trilogy of some kind. I wonder if they'll start being much... Well, but there probably are in some like school districts where you'd learn more about like lgbtq history and things like yeah. that during pride month one would think well but most people are out of school so that's how america avoids that particular controversy they're like the kids what? are not in school <laughs> so they're like there we don't oh, have to in teach june it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay we don't have to teach pride that kids are not around so because you know if you're going to teach pride then you're going to have to teach homosexual technique i, I, I don't technique. see how you avoid that you're sure. like kids this is how you have homosex Homosex. <laughs> and the kids are going to be like, all right, I guess we got to learn. And the teachers are going to be like, yeah, look, how do you how do you explain bride without explaining? Right. This is what's the choice. How do you do it? You can't. You can't. Yeah. So, yeah think about that. Well, then you really got screwed future. with that. With yeah. the June date. You, yeah. got, you should lobby to change it. Can you change Christmas? See if you can get Christmas out over into yeah, June. That would, I think that would be popular. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Look, it doesn't hurt to ask. That's all. Right. I mean, just ask. Yeah. Jesus was technically born in like April anyway. I mean, it's not he That's he true. moved Christmas once. We're just filling. We're just fixing the problem. Mindprobe. Dot show. Also, you have to type type in https colon backslash backslash and then mindprobe.show. Hashtag so reschedule that. Christmas. <laughs>